Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association. Our mission is to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness services, our vision, healthy and educated communities where dreams become reality. We hope today's episode and every episode of Leadership Matters offers value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emerging and current leaders. I am delighted today about our topic and about our guest. We're going to be discussing resilience and leadership. And we really invite you to join the conversation by emailing or calling in. You can email us at leadershipmattersquestions at innovisions.org. That's leadershipmattersquestions, no spaces, at innovisions, I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot org. Or you can call in to 1-866-472-5790, 1-866-472-5790. With us today to help us have this conversation is Charlie Fleshman, and Charlie is the Service to Armed Forces Regional Director with the American Red Cross here in San Diego and our Imperial Counties. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so would love to have us get started by having you just initially share a bit about your perspective and kind of how you're connected to this topic of resilience and even the role that you play with the Red Cross and, and its connection. Yeah, no, thank you, Cheryl. Well, my, my background is in social work, um, and I have over 35 years of an experience in program development and management, all in the nonprofit sector. Um, for the past 10 years, I've, uh, I've filled the role of the uh, regional director for the service of the armed forces for the American Red Cross here in San Diego and Imperial counties. Um, and service of the armed forces, we call it SAF, uh, for short, uh, but as part of our congressional charter, the SAF program provides um, volunteer-led humanitarian support to help military members and their families uh, respond to the unique challenges of military life, uh, and part of our mission is building a more resilient military community. And we meet that mission through the leadership of our amazing volunteers. We have uh, almost 200 volunteers who provide resiliency workshops, preparedness briefings, emergency communication, case management, uh, veteran support, and both direct and indirect patient care in our two military hospitals in the VA healthcare system. Um, in leading this group of just incredibly dedicated, hardworking, and passionate people um, is an honor that I'm thankful for every day. Um, and if, in, certainly at the Red Cross, um, we have to be resilient in order to meet our mission. Uh, as, as changes occur, things happen locally, um, nationally, internationally. Uh, we find ourselves uh, having to change and, and adapt and respond. A lot of what's going on right now on the East Coast in preparing for the hurricane is a perfect example of, of uh, if you don't have the ability to uh, to change course and adapt and figure out how to make things uh, make things happen, which is resiliency. Um, you're not in a position to really help people when these uh, large uh, disasters occur. Um, so it's kind of part of our DNA in the Red Cross as well. Mm-hmm. It definitely, I can hear how that would uh, be the case. And I think for any leader, um, really being in a position to where we can be resilient, so where we can um, look at challenges that are coming our way, things that we haven't planned, uh, setbacks, and bounce back quickly um, is just such an important thing to be able to do as an individual and certainly to be able to do if we're leading others um, through any type of um, effort. I'm going to step back and say, you know, maybe we should actually define this word we're throwing around with regards to resilience. Can you, you know, maybe share a definition that you like of resilience? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Well, probably the simplest one, the one I like the most, is the the Oxford Dictionary, and it 
defines resilience simply as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Um, and if you want to look at it, and it also, it also talks about the ability of a substance or an object to spring back into shape. And, and, and if we kind of apply the example of with metals as an example, uh, wrought iron uh, can be heated and stretched and stressed, and it's returned to its original position without breaking. It's a resilient metal. On the other hand, cast iron is very tough and solid, but breaks easily under stress, and it's not resilient. And, um, you know, a lot of us like to think of ourselves as those really strong, tough. Uh, we can stand up to anything, but if we don't have the resiliency skills, we find that we break easily. Mm, I like those uh, two examples. You know, how would you say um, psychological resilience and, um, you know, like I said, what would you say and, and how does that relate to a person's increased ability to be effective? Mm-hmm, sure. Um, well, psychological resilience, that's, you know, the capacity to respond quickly and constructively uh, to crisis. Um, and how we respond to crisis or setbacks is determined by many factors. Um, our own upbringing, uh, our environment, uh, that we, uh, the organization that we're working for, uh, but mainly it's, it's by our perspective, how we view crisis or setback uh, or adversity uh, that really determines how effective we're going to be in responding to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, um, I hear that word perspective and um, know just how important um, you know, it is. So I'm going to kind of pause and underscore that and because um, it sounds like perspective is a critical factor. Can you say more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, um, there, are, there are really kind of two basic approaches um, to how we view, we as human beings, how we view adversity or problems or a crisis. Um, some of us view a problem or a crisis as an attack, as something that prevents us from moving forward, something that has happened to us uh, rather than for us. And we term this kind of a hindrance perspective. Uh, the focus and the control are external. Uh, it's something outside of us that is, is making things happen, and the world has done something to us. Um, some of us uh, also, uh, the, other, the other perspective that some, some of us have is the challenge perspective. And with that perspective, we strive uh, to view a problem or a crisis as an opportunity uh, to change course, uh, to grow, to adapt, to better ourselves. Um, in contrast to that hindrance perspective, a challenge perspective really allows us to see our problem as something that has happened for us rather than to us. And the focus and the control are internal. It's what we can do to respond. Uh, so those two basic those two basic perspectives uh, really kind of guide how we respond to uh, unintended things that things that we're not planning. Uh, how we respond to crisis, how we how we respond to adversity, uh, to adversity, and I really break it down into two really simple things. If we feel that it's external to us, then we don't have any control over making anything different. If we realize that it's internal to us and we can do something about it, then we have the opportunity to um, um, to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, I think really uh, just so important. I can remember, like in my early days of you know psychology, working with young people and adults alike, and uh, and even leaders in the workplace. And we used to talk about back then. Uh, AM versus PM, and that AM message was an awful message. And if we give ourselves awful message about things that are being done or things that are being done onto us, and we feel pretty much out of control, that can be paralyzing. But if we give ourselves a PM message, <laughs> it was um, mm-hmm. more about giving ourselves a positive message, and the positive messaging that keeps me in this space where I am. Um, Looking to see, you know, what I can do, what I'm empowered to do, really would um, give the energy and the sense of empowerment to try to make something better or do what I can do um, in those circumstances. So that it, kind of like that AMPM 
uh, messaging uh, comes back to me. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, if you put it in the perspective of, you know, uh, you know, our, um, you know, our folks that are facing the hurricane on the East Coast, there's absolutely nothing we can do about changing the hurricane. Uh, uh, whether it's internal or external, the hurricane's going to come. But we do have a choice on what we tell ourselves. We have a choice in how we respond to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are folks that have chosen to uh, not evacuate and stay, um, and they're telling themselves that, you know, I, I, I need to, I, I can't stand to lose my house. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to stay right here. Um, and there's folks that have chosen to, to evacuate, um, and, and knowing that no matter what happens, uh, when it's all over, said, and done, they can go back, and if they have to recover, they have to recover. Um, and it's those two perspectives. Um, one of them is kind of that I'm afraid to lose everything, so I'm going to try and stay and protect it, and that's a much more dangerous position to put yourself in. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. It's uh, I think I would choose the latter. <laughs> you know, and I think yes. having lived through all the wildfires out here in uh, San Diego, um, we yeah. understand just how unpredictable nature can be, and and life is uh, so much more important than things. So, um, mm-hmm. hmm. you know, we used to also use the analogy: if I'm driving down the street and I hit a I hit a um, a pole, if I hit the pole and I say, "Oh my gosh." You know, I'm going to have to pay my deductible. I've damaged my car. I'm going to be late to work. You know, I could just paralyze myself from all the awful messages I'm giving myself. But if I say, wow, you know, I'm so glad I have insurance. I'm so glad I hit a pole and not a person. If I can give myself some positive messages, that in and of itself allows me to have the energy to then maybe take on that challenge perspective that you talked about and uh, figure out, you know, what can I do um, in the midst of this challenge to help make things better. I, had, I heard a young um, minister. We were um, actually meeting with a, a group out here in San Diego, Bayview Baptist Church, and one of the ministers there, younger man, he said, yeah, we just have to pop through. And I said, well, pop? Wait, what, tell me, what is pop? He says, positive on purpose. So I, I love that. I said, okay, say positive oh, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Popping through it. Yeah, said, that like became that. my new thing that uh, I um, picked up from from the young younger generation, but um, but I think that that's what we have to sometimes do is figure out. Okay, let me just uh, regroup, um, gain the proper perspective um, to be able to move through it, and um, so um, developing that um, challenge perspective of you know I think I shared with you the other day when we were in the parking lot training, getting ready to start. Actually, I had staff in the parking lot, and they got locked out of the building. So now what do we do? Do we just stand in the parking lot, or do we try to figure out our options in the midst of this uh, challenging situation? And, of course, on one level or another, these challenges come. So um, I appreciate that critical first step. I want to ask you, you know, what are your thoughts on... um, how resilience, you know, is acquired. Is resilience something you think that we're born with, or is it something learned? And if so, um, I'm going to talk to you about, you know, you know, what do we do to learn about it? So just, just your initial thoughts. Is it, is it something that we're sure. born with or something learned? What do you think? Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, no, it's, it, uh, it's not something that is, it's not an innate trait, it's not a personality trait, it's not something necessarily we're born with. Building resilience um, um, can be learned. It's, it's really an important part of growth and change. Um, it's more of a dynamic learning process. Um, you know, every time we, every time we uh, make a mistake, uh, uh, and we learn from that mistake. Um, we've gotten a little bit better. That's part of how we build resilience. Um, okay. So, so you were yeah, telling me, like I'm going to put a comma. Yeah. I'm just going to put a comma right there. And when we come yeah. back, we're going to talk more about this learned um, skill of uh, resilience and, you know, what are the important steps for really being able to position ourselves to be more resilient. So stay with us. We'll be right back on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, bringing you greetings here from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. I'm your host for today, Cheryl White, and our guest is Charlie Fletchman. He is the the um, Regional Director for the Services to Armed Forces here in uh, San Diego with the American Red Cross for San Diego and Imperial Counties. Charlie, thanks again for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. So before we went to break, you were um, responding to my question with regards to, so what do you think? Resiliency, is it something that's learned or is it something that we're born with? And you had began to share that it's something that you think definitely is something that um, can be learned. And um wanted to give you an opportunity to add anything else you'd like to add to that particular response. Yeah, just to, you know, to kind of go back to what we were talking about before, the challenge perspective is really at the heart of that. Uh, you know, individuals, all of us, the, 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 what's going to enable us to really develop our resiliency is, is that we, that we perceive crisis or adversity not as something that's unsolvable and, and that we can't deal with, but rather we view it, we view crisis as, as a learning experience or a chance for uh, personal development and, and growth, and with that kind of perspective, um, we can, we continue to learn from uh, our experiences and, and become more resilient. Okay, great. So, you know, what else might you offer as simply a mindset or important step um, in the process of positioning oneself uh, to learn to be more resilient? Sure. Yeah. Well, there's there's lots of things. You know, we we talked about you know making sure you're 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 eating well, you're exercising, you're sleeping, and um, um, there there are lots of uh, you can read the literature, and there are lots of things that all contribute to a to a more resilient um, uh, mindset. Um, 
one of the characteristics of, of of people that you meet that are really that you would describe as Brazilian people, they they almost almost to a person have uh, that they show a, a positive a positive attitude. Um, they don't, you know, they they tend not to label failure as something that's negative. Instead, they see it as something that's helpful, uh, feedback and motivation to work more, to get better. You know, if we think of, of Thomas Edison and his uh, attitude in trying to perfect the electric light, he was quoted once as saying, uh, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Now, that's a pretty positive attitude. And eventually, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're living under electric lights because of Thomas Edison. So it's that positive attitude that's that's part of that mindset, um, and also resilient people. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, tend uh, tend to stay in touch uh, with other people. They're not alone. Uh, they don't see it. Uh, they don't see uh, dealing with adversity or crisis as something that they and only they. Um, uh, they tend to stay in touch with other people, and they tend to help other people. You know, sometimes. Helping others is one of the best ways to help ourselves. Um, and oftentimes, when we stay in connection with other people, we find that you know that uh, our friends and colleagues and uh, you know folks that we're in touch with, they're facing some of the same kinds of things that we are. Um, and you know, there's there's something uh, there's something positive about that. It's not just me. It's it's us. That are looking for ways to, you know, to deal with this circumstance. So really, staying in touch with other people, um, and they really work hard at maintaining an overall positive outlook on life. Um, and these are these are important pieces and important steps in the process of uh, of, of learning resilience. You know, I, ha- I have two. One of the I was reading an article the other day, and um, the author of the article said that one of the one of the best things to do is to is to find a little tagline or a little quote or a little something that kind of reminds you every day about um, you know about focusing on uh, focusing in a positive way and uh, there's two of them that I just absolutely love uh, and when you think about folks who have overcome uh, tremendous odds and and, uh, uh, and are tremendously resilient. Um, here's one quote, and it's, uh, keep your face to the sunshine. You cannot see a shadow. Mm, uh, I and like that's that. Helen Keller. I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's Helen Keller. Um, and that really, when you talk about, you know, maintaining that positive forward outlook, uh, regardless, uh, it's a wonderful quote. And I have that up in my office. And another one I, and the, the second one that I, uh, uh, that I have up in my office is, uh, challenges are what make life interesting. Overcoming them is mm-hmm. what makes life, what makes life meaningful. Uh, oh, that was I like Joshua that. Green's quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those kinds so of challenges you know, are what makes life interesting. Overcoming them is what makes life life meaningful. Life I like meaningful, that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And those two yeah. me just kind of put you know that that mindset or that you know that perspective uh, that's going to enable us. That's going to help us uh, to kind of approach things in a much more resilient manner uh, and not mm-hmm. let life, life uh, overwhelm us. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, so as you were um, talking, there are a couple of things that just kind of bounced um, into my mind as you talked about eating well and getting exercise and resting and so on and so forth. It um, helped me be mindful of um, some of the information and teachings that come out of the um, Energy Project where they talk about physical energy. They talk about us having those four sources of energy, and I know our listeners have probably heard me say this before, but just how important taking care of our own vitality, our own energy is, and its connection to being resilient. And then you talked about the connection. Under the energy project, they talk about uh, spiritual energy, and spiritual energy coming from being connected to a greater purpose, being connected to others, being connected to those who have a faith, you know, believing in a purpose and a being greater than oneself, but that sense of connection and connectedness and how important that is for you know, our own vitality and therefore our resilience. And, and then I think the other two sources right. of energy, that emotional energy, which comes from feeling valued and appreciated, 
And then mental energy comes from our ability to focus. Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed so much that we need to do, but if we can just simply prioritize and say, well, this is what I'm going to work on now, and let me park these other items, um, you know, whatever that process of, um, of um, listing everything you need and prioritizing what it is you need to do, uh, whatever works for someone to be able to increase their ability to focus can really help have um, a positive impact. I also know that the uh, Mayo Unit all, uh, um, really, or I say the Mayo Clinic also talks about just the connection that comes from helping someone develop the skills around resilience and that in and of itself helping to decrease the likelihood of them having challenges with general anxiety and some other um, cognitive or behavioral functionings that can impede a person's ability to be, not alone lead. So, right. yeah, so just some other, exactly. um, you know, just some other thoughts. Mm-hmm. Great. So, in general, um, I want to kind of just pull us back to the space of thinking about um, leadership and resilience. When you think about, you know, leadership and resilience, what kind of comes to mind for you as you connect those two elements? Uh, well, leaders, um, leaders can can really help build high levels of resilience in themselves and their teams um, by. I'll go, I'll go back to by taking charge of how they think about adversity and be an example mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. by how they respond to adversity and setbacks for the folks that they work with. Um, our one of our largest, one of our biggest roles as leaders is is setting the example uh, for those that 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 we want to lead and. Uh, mm-hmm. So focusing ourselves on resiliency and learning that for ourselves and then living that uh, with the people that we work with is is probably one of the biggest things leaders can do. Yeah. You know, I can imagine if something happens and the leader, you know, reacts in a way that's very reactionary and out of control and, you know, oh, my goodness, then that same shock wave can go through those who may be um, in a space of followership. They might even yep. lose fellowship <laughs> from the from the sense yeah, of being exactly. overwhelmed. Um, but uh, if that person can kind of keep it together, what I'm hearing you saying, when we model keeping it together and we model what to do in the midst of things not going according to plan, then we're showing others, we're showing our teams how to be resilient. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about um, what resiliency looks like for a leader, but I think we need to take a commercial break. So I'm just going to pause here and look forward to, on the other side of this commercial break, talking a little bit more about what a resilient leader looks like and um, what are some ways that we might challenge ourselves to think as a resilient leader. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. 
Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl White bringing you greetings again from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego. Delighted to have Charlie Fletchman, service to the Armed Force Regional Director with the American Red Cross of San Diego and Imperial Counties, talking today about resilience and leadership. And before we went to break, we said that's what we would um, kind of kick back off. You know, what does a resilient leader look like? Charlie, what thoughts come to mind? Yeah, uh, well... Resilient leaders, uh, almost to uh, uh, they all have a characteristic uh, in common, and that is that they move quickly um, from analysis uh, to a plan of action. I mean, when a crisis or adversity strikes, they move very quickly um, uh, to a plan of action. Um, uh, they shift from cause-oriented thinking, uh, you know, why is this happening, what happened, and who did it, and that kind of that kind of thinking to uh, response-oriented thinking, and their focus is strictly forward. Um, it's kind of the attitude of, okay, we've been given a roadblock. You know, how do we get over it, around it, or through it? Uh, to keep moving forward, uh, they shift to that. They shift to that uh, uh, to that kind of thinking, that co- or that uh, response-oriented thinking. That's okay. where they're. That's you, where they're. That's I where like they're that. I want to underscore that. Um, I didn't mean to talk over your last words, though. What were your last words there? No, I said that's where they're focused. Yeah. That's where their focus is on that response-oriented thinking. I. Right. I um, Correct. I really like that. Um, if we were to really challenge ourselves to think more like a resilient leader, you know, how might our um, thinking be shifting? Or be, you know, what what difference? What what we well, to really move to that response oriented thinking, or just beyond right. that, um, looking for the cause. Yep. Well, you know, most of us, when we're faced with a difficult, uh, difficulty or, or a, a crisis, we make quick assumptions about its causes, um, how large it is, what the consequences are going to be, etc. And we we make some instant decisions about, um, you know, for example, it, uh, was it inevitable? Uh, uh, is it a function of something that's beyond our control or whether we somehow could have prevented it? And this is that reflective hindrance thinking. Resilient leaders shift to an active thinking about how to respond. They ask themselves, what aspects can I control? Uh, what impact can I have? Uh, and how the breadth and duration of this crisis might be contained or managed by, by what I can do. Um, and it's really you know what, I'm going to just slow really right there. I just want to slow, just so for our listeners who might be trying to take some notes, I want to just... Um, Apostles. And I think that both are important to think about. But it sounds like that, that hindrance thinking, as we framed it, that cause-oriented thinking, that's a shorter period of time is what we're thinking, or maybe that's, a, that's, that's different than in that moment. If I'm trying to move through this, be resilient, bounce back, I'm going to bounce back quicker if I can think in a way that you've just challenged us. And, and that was really to ask ourselves, okay, now what can I control? What impact can I have, and how the breadth and the duration of this crisis 
could potentially be contained. I think that's a huge um, space to um, evoke our thinking around and just to have us be able to say, okay, in this space, I'm the leader. I've got to figure out what do I do next to contain this thing, to move this thing uh, forward, and to um, be able to bounce back, which I could see that being so much a part of, like you said, the DNA of Red Cross, because you do this over and over and over again when faced with crisis, you're helping people to um, transition through to get back to their state and beyond, um, you know, before the the crisis actually hit. You know, how do we help you you recover? So I just wanted to underscore that, because I think for those who are taking some notes, that that's a really important thing to capture, is what are the things I should be asking myself to be able to bounce back and move forward and contain the damage during the crisis. Okay. So uh, thanks for sharing that. You know, so how easy is it for a person to shift from this reflective cause-oriented thinking to, one might say, this more uh, response-oriented thinking? Uh, It's not easy. (laughs) Not all the time it's not. It gets easier uh, the more we practice it, but it's not easy. Most of us have have been trained or socialized uh, really since childhood to find out what happened. You know, when something happens, it's like, what happened? Why did it happen? And and assign responsibility for what happened. Uh, And changing that thinking takes practice. Changing that thinking to uh, a more active response-oriented thinking, it's not easy, and it takes practice, and it can be learned. Okay. So if we were to teach ourselves practice, you know, evoking, triggering this thinking, how might we learn to do this? Yeah. Um, A a simple method, uh, learning to ask three types of questions uh, will really help us make that shift. Uh, The first questions, uh, the first type of question is a, is a specifying question, uh, and those are questions that help us identify ways to, to intervene, to act. As an example, you know, how can I step up and make the most immediate positive impact in this crisis uh, would be an example of a specifying question. Um, the second question is then a visualizing question. Um, and these kinds of questions help us shift the attention away from the adverse impact or the adverse event and toward a more positive outcome. As an example, it might be, you know, what strengths or what resources will my team and I develop um, if we address or by addressing this this crisis or this event. And the, the third question is a collaborating question. And uh, this really focuses on reaching out to others. Um, not for affirmation or commiseration to say, yeah, boy, isn't this horrible? Yeah, this is bad. Uh, but really reaching out to others for joint problem solving. Uh, as an example, who on my team can help? And what is the best way to engage that person or those persons? Those three questions in teaching ourselves to think in those terms and practice those questions um, really are a big part of of helping us um, kind of trigger uh, that that kind of thinking when crisis or adversity hits. Mm -hmm. Well, I really really, um, like that, and I really appreciate you're not only sharing these types of questions, but a nice example of each. Um, Is this simply enough, or is there anything else you would add to really support someone in this journey of advancing to greater resilience? Sure. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I would. Um, these questions, I mean, they're, they're really a very, very useful framework, but simply knowing what to ask is not enough. Uh, to really strengthen our capacity and our resilience, we need to internalize the questions by following two simple guidelines. Write down the answers. Uh, ask the question, write them down. Uh, writing offers us uh, writing offers us a, com- uh, a command over an adverse situation in a way that merely thinking about it doesn't. You know, when we write things down, we make uh, a commitment, much greater commitment than just saying it. We write it down. And then the second thing is do it every day. Uh, when learning, it's a skill. We talked about resiliency being learned. Uh, when we're learning a new skill, 
uh, repetition is critical. Um, if we practice asking and answering these questions every day, it'll help us become, it'll help them become uh, almost second nature for us. Um, so keeping those questions in mind and uh, uh, writing them down and, and do it every day. Uh, and it can be for, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a, a huge crisis like a hurricane. It could be simply that, um, you know, one person called in sick today and now we have to rearrange the schedule. How are we going to do that, right? Um, that's a little adversity that, uh, that life threw our way today. Uh, and just practicing mm-hmm. these questions, even with things like that, is very helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I think this has been great information. I think when we come back, I will um, share with our listeners um, some of the resilience tips that I was able to pull together in addition to what Charlie has, uh, you've shared with us again. This has been awesome. And I'll ask you also to share um, some additional information that our military and veterans and their family members might be able to connect with. And I know the Alliance will share and um, provide their information where that might be another space that our listening audience can go to to get more information on this real important topic. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264 or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Welcome back. I'm Cheryl White, your host, and with us, Charlie Fleshman. Thank you so much again for being with us with the American Red Cross of San Diego and Imperial Counties. You know, Charlie, love the information you provided us today. I want to give you an opportunity just to share a little bit more about the programs that you oversee at the um, Red Cross at the um, American Red Cross Association that really deals with resilience. Oh no, thank you very much. Uh, well, our service, the Armed Forces Department, we we offer a full suite 
of free resiliency workshops for military members, veterans, and their families. Um, and the, the workshops are facilitated by licensed uh, mental health Red Cross volunteers. Um, and the workshops are interactive, skill building, and learning focused. There's no lectures, no PowerPoints, um, and the workshops are confidential. Uh, and by the way, just what we talked, what we just got through talking about in regards to resiliency is a very similar process that we go through in the workshops. Uh, it's awareness, discovery, and practice, uh, and it's done in small group settings. Um, and the workshops that we offer are, there, there are several under the resiliency umbrella. There's coping with deployments course, uh, and those are for families of deploying service members, and this course teaches psychological first aid. Then there's a whole reconnection workshop series uh, uh, with five adult, adult modules that are focused on resiliency skills for reconnecting after deployment or after military service or um, in dealing with unique challenges and stresses of reassignment, promotion, cycles, change of command, etc. Uh, and those workshops focus on common topics like communication, uh, stress and trauma, or dealing with anger. Uh, and that workshop series also offers two workshops specifically for military children. Uh, we're the only program that, that offers workshops just for kids. Uh, and those wow. workshops focus on communication and confident coping. Uh, and they're offered for 8 to 12-year-olds uh, or 13 to 17-year-olds. And then we have a, another, set of pro, or another set of workshops that are called mind-body workshops. Uh, and they really provide an introduction and a practice in various techniques that help us positively manage stress. Uh, Mindfulness helps us be more aware of how we are reacting to stress and what we can do to manage it, and that's what those workshops focus on. And so for any military members or their families, and by the way, the family is not just the immediate family. It's the spouse, the parents, the brothers, the sisters, the friends, the significant other, anyone who is a, who is a support uh, in a military member's life is a family. And for any of those folks who would be interested, they want more information, uh, they can contact uh, Paula Hitson. Uh, that's uh, at, at her Red Cross uh, email. It's Paula.Hitson, H-I-T-S-O-N, at redcross.org. Uh, Paula oversees all of our residency programs, and she'd be glad to help uh, help you set up a workshop. Awesome. That's great information, and what a wonderful service to our military um members and their family and friends. So uh, hats off. I salute you just for that fabulous service. And then maybe for those who aren't connected to the military and you'd like to explore and learn more about this topic of resilience and leadership, the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities, um, they're another really good source for additional work with this topic. Their website is www.allianceone.org. Again, that's www.alliance1.org. Also found some great information wanted to share with you regarding resilience on the Mayo Clinic's um, website. It's a great space to go to get some additional tips, but there were six that I cross-referenced with the um, information that was also provided by the um, by APA, the Association of Psychology, or I should say the American Psychology Association. There was a, a lot of overlap in these uh, two. So I went with the Mayo Clinic because I like the way they boiled it down into these six. And it really connects well with what you shared, Charlie. Um, one is get connected. You know, another way of building resilience, having those positive relationships. Um, make everyday meaningful, which, again, connects to the... Um, topic in the discussion around that spiritual energy, that energy that we get when we can find purpose in uh, what we do and um, establish goals that have some meaning for our, our present and our future. And then learn from the experience. I think that um, being able to learn and be empowered by having gotten through it and going through and identifying, you know, what might I need to do differently in the future to uh, be able to move forward is um, another tip that's given. Remain hopeful. 
We can't change the past, but we can look forward to the future. So accepting and even anticipating change you can make it easier to adapt and view new challenges with less anxiety, so remaining hopeful. Um, and then take care of yourself. We talked a lot about resilience, this connection to our vitality, our energy, our own physical, mental, spiritual, emotional state. So taking care of ourselves and then be proactive, not ignoring pro- our problems when things come up, really taking the time to figure out what needs to be done, as Charlie talked about, make that plan, take action toward that plan so that we are able to um, move forward from even major setbacks or traumatic events and just know that uh, your situation can be improved if we put the energy into planning for it and working for it. I, I love uh, some of the work that um, there was an organization called Red Tree on Leadership and we were looking at change leadership. And the whole idea of being able to imagine it, plan it, do it. And we know that uh, imagining it starts with the hope. We say hope is the dream that awakens the soul. So when I can dream about, think about, be in touch with that which I desire, that which I hope for, and then hold it in my mind long enough to imagine it, plan for it, and then implement that plan, it can take me to that new destiny. So encourage you just to be uh, mindful and thoughtful of how do we take the time and really be mindful of practicing what Charlie's talked about today with regards to ways of building our resilience. So again, Charlie, thank you so much for being on Leadership Matters today. Thank you. Yeah, it has uh, definitely been um, a pleasure. Are there any final thoughts that you would like to um, offer regarding building resilience? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, Cheryl, I'd like to I'd like to say thank you to you for allowing me to share some some thoughts about resiliency. I really appreciate it, um, and I enjoyed our time together. And I hope the audience gained from from our gained something from our talk. Um, I'm, I would just add a small, somewhat humorous quote uh, that speaks to what we've been discussing, and it's a perfect demonstration of the resilient, response-oriented thinking that keeps us moving forward. Um, it's a funny little quote, and it says, when something goes wrong in your life, just yell, plot twist, and move on. Uh, <laughs> and that kind, of, that kind of sums it up, you know? It's... Uh, <laughs> Like a Hollywood movie, uh, the, the the plot's going to change, and we have a choice. <laughs> the best choice is. I love that plot twist, on. and we move on. Plot twist. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'll I'll have to be mindful of that. I might be saying plot twist three or four times a day. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but it'll definitely be a humorous way of of um, resiliently moving through the challenges that um, that come. Yep. Um, our way when we, you know, are facing setbacks or just changes. So, again, thank you so much, and thank you to our listening audience for joining us today. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.